0: Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities.
1: Predacons,
2: terrorize! Transformers, defenders of truth, terrorize!
1: Hi, welcome to TFLP episode 563 we are live tonight it is wednesday january 24th <clears throat> i'm lucas i'm joined tonight by phil oh, yeah. were, were you uh I, I thought you were gonna be doing a bit there or something phil I, I,
3: I just, man, just, just get get in, in there you know
1: and anna good evening and christian what up? <laughs> so apparently Zaldron know, what, thinks we already changed the topic. Did well, we? First off, okay, I think we should just not have a topic ever. So in that way, when we go off topic, it's not actually
4: off topic. It's on topic.
3: A transformer show about nothing.
4: So he thinks that we won't be able to not talk about the little bit of news we got earlier today. Oh, what was the news? Sorry, I've been busy. See, we not then, talk
1: about it. Yeah,
4: just it's still, easy. Just don't say it. Just Lucas just, doesn't just, even know what it is. Yeah, I'm going to get distracted by our actual topic. Yeah. Are we talking about the live we'll stream? We'll
3: is that... Oh, uh, you ruined it.
4: Oh, uh, you, you do know.
3: You pretend. Uh, you feigned was, ignorance. We geez. got the news that there will be news. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll just okay. stream That's on Tuesday. We'll talk it. about it. Next week, I promise
0: we will. And I'll be here to guide you through it, I promise.
4: There you go. Guide us through it? Who needs to be guided through it? They're just going to be like, there's a thing coming.
3: Deal with Everyone's going to be mad or happy, and I will help everyone deal with their emotions. What am I, like, Aaron Rodgers on an ayahuasca retreat? Did I need, like, a guide to help me through it?
4: That, that's what Christian is trying to become. He wants to become your spiritual Transformers guide. I am the most qualified to help anyone with their emotions here,
3: right? <laughs> don't other people have degrees in that thing?
4: <clears throat> Not this one. <laughs> I'm an experimental psychologist. I don't know nothing about emotions. Hey, see, there you go.
0: I had nearly a minor in sociology.
4: <laughs> there you go. Totally All I know alive. about is cold, hard data.
1: Zaldrin says, uh, Christian, that you can be our Cobra commander.
0: I will not. I will not do that. My voice isn't shrill enough. Will, will you be
3: our fumbles then? I don't know what that is. That's a robot chicken G.I. Joe joke.
0: Oh, yeah. I would definitely know that for my love of robot chicken and G.I. Joe.
3: Yeah.
1: Wait, you don't watch Robot on, Chicken?
2: Mm, I think it was before time. I haven't watched
1: it in years, but you know.
0: What's our topic, Lucas?
1: Anywho. Oh, we have a topic? Um, yes. Okay. Well, before we get to the topic that we supposedly have, um, I was going to mention, uh, Phil, Like, have you been enjoying reading the comics lately? Yes. Quite a bit. I, I haven't kept up, so I've only read through issue two. So, do I definitely want to read issues three and four? Is there a lot of G.I. Joe action?
3: I mean, in the Transformers <laughs> books, not so much. In some of the... in I, I, What I will say, I don't want to give away spoilers, even though Skybound themselves spoiled one of the things. The Cobra Commander book specifically has... Good amount of Transformers stuff happening in that. So, if you are saying, Hey, I just want to read the transformer stuff, you should pick up Cobra Commander. Um, Oops. you know, if that, you're, if that you're was one enough of those, to make folks me quit. That's like, like, I think I'm done. I mean, and, and you think you're
4: like, done with saying, the comic?
0: Yeah, if they're going to put a major character like that in a G.I. Joe book, I'm done. Like, there's no reason to continue for me.
3: And that's what I was about to say, is that there there are going to be people who want to be just Transformers purists for the Bind, and they will be displeased with that. Now, what I will say is, so far, that doesn't take away anything from the Transformers book. Um, The Transformers book is telling its own story, and will Transformers and Cobra Commander intersect? Very likely, but it... Some books are good about, hey, another part of the story, some some comic universes are good about saying, hey, there's another part of the story that took place over here and if you read that, you have more fleshed out details but we're still able to tell a very coherent, self-contained story in our own book.
4: I think you could summarize that very easily, Phil, just by saying they're separated by time. There's a passage of time before the Joe story starts. I'm not 100% certain of like
3: where things are taking place time wise, especially Duke. Um,
4: Duke says, Duke says how long it's been. But anyway, yeah, we're but digressing I, I, too I deep into, into it. About that later on. We're getting too deep into yeah. it. If you are interested in Maybe reading these the topic. Skybound comics, this wasn't the topic. If you're interested in reading the Skybound comics, you should check them out. They're okay. Not the best writing in the world. Not the worst writing in the world. Definitely a, an enjoyable product.
1: Well, yeah, I, like I was like, uh, you I'm know, sure. I mean, I, I thought that they were fine, but nothing yeah, was fine. really hooking me yet. And then Paul seemed all upset. And so this is why I need to read it to figure out why Paul is
3: upset. I don't they're... know if he is upset. What I will say is, like, Starscream is a villain. Like, this is not a Starscream who can be like, oh, he can be redeemed. It's like, no, he is. He is a hardcore villain. Like, he is a villain amongst his peers, even. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, I, I'm enjoying it. If you don't want that Starscream, if you want more, like, emo Starscream, he can still be saved, like, turn him into Loki sort of thing, The um, the ain't, ain't the comic for you, then.
4: And the old comic might be better or even spark yeah Earthspark spark yeah. is a perfectly relatable Starscream.
3: I'm just like the, the thing for me and I've said this since like issue one, is we're getting different flavors of transformers in these different mediums. Right. Um, We are
4: getting different flavors of transformers. I, I think like what can be really hard for people sometimes. And I really think that if you adopt my strategy, you'll feel much better. And that is, it can be hard sometimes to see characterizations of some of your old favorite characters that are completely different than what you want them to be or what you're used to them being, especially when they're drawn to look just like the G1 characters. And I just label everything past G1 that uses the same characters and the same likenesses as fan fiction. It's just a different interpretation. Therefore, and I've always read fan fiction, I love fan fiction, it's a lot of fun so it's fine good great this new skybound fan fiction i'm enjoying it good times i I was going to kind of
3: scoff at that idea because i do it's it's more than just fan fiction but i i did say something similar to paul the other day which is like these are all sort of just what if stories you know what Mm -hmm. if you know transformers intersected with gi joe in this way or that way um but, I mean, even, even back in the day when the original G1 stories were coming out, the comic book was telling different stories yeah. than what the cartoon was. That doesn't make them fan fiction. The, you, the UK comics were telling different stories than the American ones were. So, like, none of that is necessarily fan fiction. It's just different iterations. I, I think one of the things that it, that we've talked about before that separates Transformers so much from, say, Star Wars or Spider-Man is Transformers is... is product first, fiction second. Whereas, you know, the, the comic book universe, Batman, uh, you know, Spider-Man, uh, even then into the, the more movie properties like Star Wars, those are fiction first. And you have one coherent sort of line of fiction that the, the characters are trying to keep. That doesn't mean you don't have versions of Peter Parker that are complete immoral a-holes. They exist, but they're just in sort of alternate universe what-if kind of deals. And this is, in the Transformers world, because they reset the fiction every couple of years to a slight degree, we get sort of different iterations of these characters.
4: That's absolutely true. And how you deal with that is up to you, right? Yeah. Because we do use the same names and the same likenesses so many times that it gets annoying sometimes. It can be tricky.
3: But I think that ties in well to our bigger topic, which is like, what have been our favorite eras of Transformers? What have been our favorite iterations of of transformers, well, so you know, was... that was cool. Oh, thank
1: you. So the the topic tonight we we're specifically discussing the quality of the toys themselves. So not necessarily the fiction or and whatnot, but of the actual toys and in through the years. And and the reason why I was kind of thinking about this is that um, you know one of the friends of the show had posted on Facebook um, a a video, but. <clears throat> She had mentioned that she thought that there has been a drop in quality um, lately with Transformers And I, I don't know what line that she was referring to If she was referring to the, uh, you know, legacy uh, offshoots Or if she was referring to the Earthspark, um, you know, toys that go with, with that show or what um so but i was like you know what this sounds like it would be kind of an interesting topic to discuss um and then also i think it kind of is dependent too on you know what you value in your transformers toys uh as well because i think different eras were different with with all that so
4: i feel like ever since i got off the deep end into this hobby and got really into it there's always someone crying, the quality is going down everything has gotten worse from here like there's always someone saying that and i'm going to say a really good starting point for that i'm sure people were saying it before i'm sure people were saying it back when g2 came out they were saying these new g2 figures probably are nearly as good as g1 me and then when beast sheets came out they were like oh this is nearly as good as beast wars me but one that really kind of showed a tipping point was alternators right alternators were really high quality figures and they hit our shelves for very reasonable prices. And what was the next Transformers toy line after Alternators came out? Christian, who pays better attention to dates than me? That would have been, what, 2000? 2000...
0: I mean, it, it was running concurrently with Energon and Cybertron. Yeah, and right. Universe okay. and movie and classics. So there wasn't, it didn't have a successor, but it was running throughout all of those. So it would be, I guess, movie because that would
4: have licensed alt modes. So when people were holding their movie figures, they might hold them up to an alternator and be like, oh, this is so much worse. And they may have even held up like a Cybertron figure and been like, oh, this has gone downhill. Yesterday I had this cool <laughs> alternator smokescreen and today I have this Cybertron brick. Oh, gross. Meh. Even mm-hmm. though Cybertron toys were totally fine.
0: They were. Well, you know, as the, the G1 is G1, or I think anything made after 1985 is utter garbage.
4: <laughs> well, even Does that G1, because you? you were like... made
3: after 1985.
4: Oh, Christian Ooh. calls yourself garbage. I'm gonna cry for you later.
0: I don't actually know. mean that, I, I truly don't.
2: We know well, you uh, don't,
1: but I was gonna say, even G1, like later iterations, and, and this is really where we need uh Peter, but of course, you know, we'll, we'll make our do with, with Christian. Um, <clears throat> But like later versions of G1 figures, like a lot of those, there's always these different iterations where they may have removed, uh, you know, like certain like the rubber tires, removed die cast uh, from the figures, replaced with plastic uh, on some of the parts. Right. Because I think I'm trying to think like I know Alter Magnus was one of those ones.
0: All the commemorative stuff was changed somewhat. You know, missiles were lengthened for safety, springs were removed for safety, rubber tires were replaced with plastic.
4: Yeah, just earlier today, we were talking about um, the premiumness of Hazlabs, and I was mentioning how I think of Source as premium, and one of our friends of the show mentioned very quickly, you know, oh, well, I don't think that that Source is premium because here I am with my third-party figures, and they have die-casts. And that's what makes them premium is that they have die cast. And it's just like, wow, we have some really different lines for what makes something premium. Cause I'm kind of a Christian on the idea that if a figure is well weighted and uses just plastic, and doesn't need the metal to hold the feet down. It's actually better. I don't really like die cast in my figures oh, because they weight down certain parts and Um, lead to joints loosening and that bothers me as someone who likes to pose their figures. You know, I like to pose them on one foot and whatnot if the other foot has die cast in it, the leg's going to wear down on me. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't love it that much. It is just interesting to think like we have different markers of quality, you know, Rob will call something not really an MP figure if it doesn't have a certain amount of paint on it. Right? Like that's a, that's a level of quality that is just, it's interesting. it's like, hmm, I still think something could be really high quality, even if it doesn't have a lot of pain. So it's just a fun topic to kind of toss around, like, what we all think of as quality. Leave it to the psychologist to talk about it like that.
3: Lucas, I think kind of to your point, um, you know, if you go back to G1 and you look at a toy like Slapdash, who is, you know, sort of a later G1 car, Um, yes, is he bigger than, than jazz and prowl were certainly, but he, he doesn't have as high quality of a look to him. Now he has more of a gimmick going on with him. Um, but, but this is a lot of people would be able to argue. And I I think rightly so, like a lower quality toy than the original car robots that, that we did get. Now this was not designed by those same designers. Um, and, and he is bigger. But, but there are trade-offs that you get from a, a less detailed figure here than what we got with the original G1, you know, 84 lineup kind of guys. And this is in that sort of, you know, beloved G1 era. Uh, so, so, yeah, there's, there's a, you know, quality differentiation even way back in the day in the 80s.
1: Well, and I think it really is, you know, apparent somewhat, like just differences in... Like, I guess what the designers focus on with some of the Armada toys um, now versus like, you know, what came out originally. Right. So the new Armada figures that we get are in scale, um, you know, and they have a nice deco. They have loads more articulation than they used to. Right. But they have like half the amount of plastic that they did you know when they came out however many umpteen years ago they don't have all of the play features uh, necessarily <laughs> or firing missiles and things like that um that they did back then but it's like it's kind of like well what do you um you know what do you prefer like if you would rather have your figures be highly articulated like maybe you like the new uh you know whatever like armada optimus primers well i guess that may not be a great one to, to say like the Cybertron, one Christian. What was the what was the one that came out? The the one that was but bu- uh, on the Ultra Magnus mold.
4: The Galaxy Prime.
1: The Galaxy upgrade Oculus Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that one's like half the size of the old
4: one, right? Mhm. So. Yeah, one's one of those where like the actual Transformers play action figure quality almost feels a little bit less and if you literally compare the two side by side you know you definitely see some modern things from the newer figure but it just feels like a less exciting toy it's just kind of like all those different versions of laser prime we've gotten over the years just don't have the like jump in articulation and coolness that the original laser prime had right like that thing was so much more articulated and playable and just fun as heck and then we got all these new versions like the one with the peeling stickers from a few years back and um they just didn't quite do it the same even though they were kind of better toys in a way they were more modern They just didn't have that same appeal. And I think the Armada stuff has really kind of stood out to me because at the time, I thought of Armada as bad. It was big. It was chunky. It wasn't articulated. I had had car robots. I had had Beast Wars. And Armada was just like, why are these things so chunky? And then I got my mini cons, and I used the mini con play features, and I was like, this is fine, but it's going to break if I keep playing with it. So I didn't even play with those that much. Now, as a a collector who's tried every type of Transformers over the years, I really do see the value of those Ramada toys, right? They were simple to transform, so kids could actually enjoy them with their not as good articulated hands and whatnot and then the the mini con features were cool they were the soul of the series right they made minicons as important in the toys as they were in the cartoon and when you completely take them out meaning that they're not even coming with most of our Armada figures that we're getting now it's kind of like you almost hold I almost hold that Armada Starscream figure and I'm like this toy is really good I'm like, but it has no soul. No, no toys actually have souls, right? But it doesn't, it, right? It doesn't have, he doesn't have his cool little mini-com buddy to activate his play features. I just flip his cannons around and they go to town, whatever. And it's just not the same as, you know, the the old toys were. The old toys kind of had that, like, I don't know. They just had something that I didn't appreciate at the time. They had an aspect of quality.
3: I mean, plastics change, you know, how much toys cost to make change. So, so Armada, yes, we're big and chonky, but that I don't necessarily think that made them better. I mean, there's so many Armada toys specifically. And, and even then going into, you know, any of the Unicron trilogy toys for that matter, where there was such a focus on the play feature that the toy itself, just looked bad wasn't a great representation of the character some of them pulled it off remarkably well i mean i love uh, uh energon star screen i think that is a great toy it has a cool play feature you know it looks great in you know both his modes looks great with his little like energon attack mode or whatever they called it for the decepticons um you know some of the um uh terracons that, that came out with energon i think are, are absolutely fantastic and still hold up very well today in terms of looking good and, and moving nicely. Um But, you know, if you look at a guy like, you know, I, I won't even go down the path of, of Armada Sideswipe, but Armada Blur. Armada Blur is, is could be a much cooler looking toy. I mean, I think the design was, certainly didn't look like Blur, but I mean, it's, it's kind of a cool sports car and, Kind of a cool, like almost Snake Eyes his character with his, his look on the show, and you just didn't get that from the toy, and and even his mini con when he interacts with it is like, it, I, to me, there's something about aside from headmasters, there's there's something I dislike about like the power masters and mini con figures where you needed to have that extra figure to activate a play feature because guess what, sometimes little mini figures get lost. And and the headmasters I give an exception for because that's 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 that separate gimmick. Um, but I don't know. I I disagree with you Anna. I, I very much enjoy the legacy Starscream that we got recently, Armada Starscream versus the original Armada.
4: I like it. I just it just doesn't have that same kind of feel that the original had.
1: Well, one it thing just, I'd like to uh, bring up is, is the fact that, like, up until, what, about 2015 or so, like, all of the mainline Transformers that were coming out were primarily made for kids. Like, that yep. was the primary market. The collectors were pretty much an afterthought at that point. Like, you know, maybe it, it it's great, like, but they, Hasbro essentially figured, like, oh, that the, you know, it's a small chunk of the market. Whereas... I think now, like, there was a, you know, kind of a bifurcation, a split um, around that time where they said, you know what, like, the main line, whatever, like, cartoon or whatever we're going to have, like, those are going to be for kids. And then we're going to actually create a separate collector's line. And so that's the thing where, you know, that those previous lines made for kids, like, you had to have play features in there. You had to have... Like, it, you know, has to be somewhat easy to transform. Like, you know, I don't necessarily know that kids, you know, I'm sure that they think that paint is cool and that articulation is cool. But like, you know, all things being equal, like, is it a fun toy? Is the number one thing. And so that's where I kind of feel like that there's really been a, a, um, a split. And the thing that's somewhat disappointing with that. Is I do think the quality of the kids lines has dropped significantly. Like, I think that all of the, you know, Cybertron and Bumblebee, whatever, and all the crap, like in the last however many years has just, just not been, been great. I don't know, like how much of it, you know, hurts the enjoyment of it for little kids, but like, it's, it's somewhat disappointing, I, I feel like, for me. And then, you know, having to deal like, when my kid breaks a, a figure or whatever, too.
4: I remember a few years back, after Crash Combiners came out, I went to a friend's house and I saw his son playing with his Crash Combiners. And I saw how happy that simple play feature made that kid. He just loved just going and smashing them together. And making them combined. Like that was just such a fun thing for him. And that really made me rethink. You know, I had looked at that kid's line. And gone, well that's kind of a dumb play pattern. And when I actually saw a kid enjoyed it. I was like, oh yeah, I'm not a child anymore. I'm missing it. I miss what could be fun about that.
2: Yeah, I think
3: there's, you know, the separation of the collector line versus the kid friendly line is is important. Um, cause it is two different demographics. You're trying to please with that. And, you know, I, I agree. I think with both your points Anna and Lucas, that the kid friendly line, yeah, maybe it was cyber or RID that, it that it peaked, maybe cyberverse a little bit. Um, there's, there's some, some toys I like from cyberverse that were more kid centric that are even, you know, as, as an adult collector appreciated then, uh, repugnance from cyberverse. I, I thought was fun. Um, but uh, yeah, the, my son has got a couple of the Crash Combiners, and those are, you know, a, a great little thing. Now those are not characters that those were new characters to that R.I.D. It was it was uh, Saberhorn and and Bisk, so it was like okay, my brain sort of gave those an exception for being like you know play centric folk, play feature centric. Um, but now fast forward to today, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. My son got the uh, Optimus Primal Skull Cruncher Weaponizer, whatever pack. And like that was that's just bad. Like you had toys that did that same kind of play feature with the Cyberverse line, and they just they worked so much better. They were just better quality toys. I think the price was a little bit higher, uh, maybe five bucks or so more, and I get inflation has has made, you know, outweighed some of these things, but yeah, it, it that skull cruncher just doesn't stay in his armor mode and, and you know my three year old getting pissed off like every time he breathes on slightly, it slightly it just flips back up in his gator mode and it just it was it's annoying. And, and I think that's one of the things with play features is that if they don't work right, they do become more annoying than than a positive benefit.
1: Phil so- Did you uh, get any of the original rescue bots toys for your kids? Yes. And so that's the thing where I feel like you can tell there is a noticeable difference in quality in those toys compared to what we have now for those. And so like, I definitely see that. And like, I wish that I could have that option like for my kids that there was, there was something along those lines Uh, you know, when they were that age of, you know, say not necessarily a toddler, but kind of, you know, like six to 10 or whatever, um, type of thing. Because like, I like those original rescue bot toys were just absolutely fantastic. They're built like tanks. Like, there's just no way they get, they just, it's almost impossible to break those. And, but then like the new stuff, like, like I remember there was some new toys I can't remember there's a couple different ones of, um, I think there was like a dinosaur rescue bot or something like that. Where like literally playing with it would break it. And um, it, it's just, it's just frustrating that, you know, they didn't put that same level of quality, you know, for that. So I, like, I think that the collector's lines, like, I don't think have, have been quite as, it's hurt as much, but of course the prices have went up significantly. So I suppose that it's like, you know, I guess that's, what they can make for the price point, I suppose, and make their margins, but
3: Yeah, so you know, I've got I think they're called the one step changers. I apologize if I'm wrong on that, but I've got one step changers of the original rescue bots like Heat Wave and, and you know Blades and, and uh Boulder and uh and Chase. And the plastic quality on those is better than the new one-step changers that are coming out. So, like, my son has the Megatron one-step changer where he turns into that drill tank. It, I've had to, to fix it a couple times. It's not as good quality, um, it's, but it's not far off. It's not nearly as far off as, like, that Skullcruncher and Optimus Primal compared to the same kind of toys we got during the Cyberverse line. Um, but even
1: then like um like age of extinction had a ton of one-step changers and they were crap like the all the we like I, like i swear that we probably lost like half a dozen wheels um off the toys or whatever on the various one-step changers and a couple of them broken stuff so it's not like this is a new thing that it's like oh man the quality of the one-step changers in 2023 like sucks or whatever but then in you know, whatever, 2005, it was, or whatever, what year was that, 2015 or whatever, was perfect.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a constant battle of trying to get something at a price point that, that you know, the kids are going to want to scoop up and not making it so expensive that, um, you know, parents are going to look past it and then something that Hasbro can make a profit on.
4: You know what we have now for One Step Changers? We have freaking figure puppet duders. You know, those finger puppets from um, Earthspark? You just, like, you stick your finger in the car's butt, and it turns into a robot. And by turns into a robot, I mean the the car splits in half and reveals a vague plastic depiction of a robot.
3: What's weird is, like, I went to a physical at my doctor's office, and he did that to me, and I turned into a it turned into a robot. I didn't know I was a robot. I guess I'm a pretender. And as soon as the doctor like did that little checkup there, and it was like,
4: ah, I'm a robot. Yeah, I mean, that's just those toys are just previewing the futures. No, they're funny, though. They are. They're genuinely a funny line. I i don't really know, like, if they were supposed to be serious or not. because they are just, like, weird finger puppet Transformers. They're very strange. They're very funny. I got one as a joke gift for Christmas, and I adore it. Of course, it's RC. But it is fantastic. You just and the Transformers.
3: I mean, you, you always are going to have these toy companies trying to make a toy for, for five bucks or less and and that becomes harder in, in this day and age um so you know the what used to be a, a five dollar under toy was much better quality than what we have now um you know for for obvious reasons but it, it does get to the point where it just starts to become laughable how ridiculous some of these like five dollars and under toys are like you know my son got a uh a paw patrol movie like a little blind bag thing i think it was like 399 and we opened it up and it was like a little tiny paw patrol figurine and it's like this was this was 399 this thing is like doesn't move at all like the paint is okay but it's like maybe an inch tall
4: you you put a quarter in the machine at the grocery store to get those, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, back
3: in the day, exactly. You would get that same kind of thing from a, a gumball machine in the 80s and 90s. So, you know, yeah, it's it's, it's just, it's not easy. And, and people, and the thing is that a lot of people still look at toys as things that are supposed to be cheap. Like they, there are things that sort of, some people feel like should escape inflation. And I think toys are, are one of those items.
4: And they're definitely going to hit hit by inflation perhaps even harder now i think yeah. there's a couple of quality points like i kind of want to touch on and i just can't help it because we're we're picking on the kid lines we're picking on the simplified lines i can't help but want to mention those cyberverse figures that have transformed you remember those i had the slipstream right because i was like i want a slipstream toy and slipstream's a major character now and Wow, she half transforms into a jet and can't transform into the full thing to do a play feature. And those just felt almost insulting because the half the transformation that did happen wasn't half bad. But then the other half of it just straight up didn't happen. And it was like, why would I give this to a kid and be like, here's your half Transformer? (laughs) That just feels mean. Because the overall plastic quality, the transformation quality, the articulation of the parts that did move, none of that was bad. It just stopped halfway. It's such a weird choice.
3: I mean, is that with the first Transformers movie where we had that divergence among the lines? Because wasn't it just one line of toys up until that point where I
4: think so, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. 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 And other than Rescue Bots
4: and stuff, yeah. Well, Rescue Bots was post that,
3: so was that like I'm oh,
4: yeah, I think Rescue Bots was 100 years ago.
3: Um, I was, yeah, like I mean, Christian, you got better knowledge than me around like Beast Wars and Unicron trilogy, but there was nothing during those, like everything was mainline at that, right those you know so the first
0: like concurrent lines you would have would be like robots in disguise leading into universe armada universe existing at the same time armada energon universe alternators and commemorative series that was pretty big and then when the movie launched you had movie classics and then in short order animated
3: But also, um, amongst the movie toys were toys that were not made for... Oh, yes. Sorry, you wanted that. Yes,
0: there was movie, there was robot replicas, and there was fast-action battlers, which is probably the one you're talking about. And then there's various other things, like the bumper battlers, or the uh, whatever Legends thing that was a different line at the time. Yeah. The
4: diecast cars that you flip over and they have a picture of the robot on them. It's called
0: RPMs. Those didn't show up until later, but yeah.
4: Those make me smile because they're weird.
0: Yeah. But yeah, fast action battlers were directed directly at children, whereas you just had movie, which was also for kids, but looked mostly like the characters. Fast action battlers focused on a play feature. The main, main line focused on. Transforming as a gimmick, plus Automorph.
3: Yeah, you had some Automorph. You had, I mean, you know, Blackout had some features in them. I mean, you know, there was there was definitely features in them, but it wasn't as prominent. Right, transforming is the gimmick.
2: Yeah.
4: I the other side of our discussion is toys that are kind of held back by some aspect of quality, or perhaps even entire lines that are held back by some aspect of quality. And I think, you know, the thing that comes to mind the fastest is these are deluxes from Cyberverse and Earth Spark, right? These are almost good toys, right? Like they are just so close to being mainline level nice toys that's what they're supposed to be they're supposed to be the the kids show delving into mainline style products calling them deluxe figures not because of size but because they're fancier and then there's just aspects of them that are just not quite there and it almost feels like they're artificially worse than they could be in a way
0: the plastic is worse the paint is absolutely worse the articulation is usually worse, although I will make an exception for that bumblebee because he was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, not good. And just think about how quickly that RC yellowed. I mean, that was some in package that were yellowing. That was that was very well, bad. I know.
1: I We've know had a Ron couple of that, that since, up, uh, since the change
0: over to Vietnam and the different kind yeah. of plastics. But that, this was before that, or in the midst of that, or before. Uh, collector line had gone over something like that. the timing is very close but rc was like a portent of things to come
3: yeah they well, need to go back to the old plastic mines they used to be using i
0: think they're probably okay
3: now
1: well uh, that's what i was gonna ask because i know ron, ron brought that up just in general like all the lines that there was definitely an issue with yalloween um I don't like think that's
0: a, a quality ago. issue. I, I wouldn't describe that as a quality issue. I would describe See, that as a I, materials issue.
1: I mean, I kind of feel like it is a quality issue though, right? Like, or, or quality control. Not necessarily quality, but... Cause, but the thing that was weird about a lot of those yellowing figures is, is it seemed like it was hit and miss too, right? Because there are certain... I almost feel like it was certain batches of... Um, because I remember, I think one of the junky ends I got, like I think a recar or something, uh, had a couple pieces here or there, and there was other ones around that time frame where it seemed like that certain people's had yellowed or like their their uh, gray plastic was like a weird, you know, color or whatever. Um, but then other people's weren't
4: quite as bad. I'm just gonna be mean and bring up Jetfire. I know that the Jetfire affected Christian, but, you know, my Jetfire, I've had since he came out. You know, I pre-ordered him. This is Commander Jetfire I'm talking about from Siege. I've had him since he came out. I pre-ordered him. He's been on my shelf, not particularly protected, prominently on display for the entire time, sometimes being taken down to transform and play with. Hasn't yellowed one bit. Christian, who is equally, if not more, protective of his figures to me did not have that lock
1: well but the room that you have it in does it have a lot of natural light
4: I don't think either of us did at the time yeah Christian prevented the natural light mine's in my my lower level which is natural light free for gaming um so it's it's nice and safe but we both tried to keep them safe from natural light like i Never open any of my blinds in the house because I have too many toys around. I worry about Yellow-Aid because my, my robots in, aren't robots right. in disguise. I don't call it that. My car robots toys. My car robots toys yellowed. And that has, like, traumatized me forever towards Yellow-Aid because J-R-X is an amazing combiner set still really cool, and mine just looks like poopy poops. I, I keep it because it's always been mine, but jeez. It just I feel like it's not nice to find anymore. a completely bone white version of that anyway. It really is. It really is. Unless you just find one that's still in package. Well, even, even then,
0: then, I'm sure. Even then, yeah. they're, they're kind of turning. Perhaps. So,
3: one of the things that I kind of pinpointed was one of my favorite eras of Transformers is, and, and I'd say for the toys, I'd say maybe the best era, in my opinion, and that was the the kind of right right before, right at the, start, you know, the Thrilling 30 era. So, like, 2013, 2014, uh, I loved so many of the toys that came out then. You know, you, you had the combination of the Transformers Prime toys coming out. You had the, uh, the Generations toys were really fun, new molds. Like, like Springer is still one of my favorite from, from Generations Thrilling 30. We had our first Titan with Metroplex, just this behemoth of an action figure. Uh, a toy and playset, set. Um, you know, you were getting the the video game toys from the um, uh, 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 War for Cybertron line uh, mixed in there. And then you had the start of, of Rescue Bots. You had, you know, if you go into 2014, you have, uh, you know, uh, Age of Extinction movie figures in there. So there's, there's a lot to choose from. And the quality, I would say, was still really fun and good. And then we started getting into the Combiner Wars trilogy. And things kind of... It changed. You know, again, we kind of got back to a little bit of a gimmick focus for the collector's line, that being the gimmick of the combination and what that did for a lot of the deluxes with repeat of sort of the mold usage. And, um, you know, it, it just that all being said, that era of toys did have some quality control issues with the swirly plastics and and you know it wasn't the yellowing thing but in some people's eyes maybe it's worse because you know is that toy in the package before any sunlight has touched it um you know before it's like set out on a shelf to be sold at, at the local store the swirling plastic is in there um and so hasbro nailed that down to to a big extent you don't see that as much anymore um, but, but even then, in an the era that I view as one of the top eras for Transformer toys, we still had some plastic Q and paint QC issues uh, even back then.
1: Well, and I think, that to me, I feel like there was more QC issues around that time. Like, um, you know, Skull Cruncher is, like, a good example where a lot of those, like, had really floppy legs. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's probably... You know, plenty of other examples too on, you know, some of the ball
0: joints. I think a lot of Titans Return was like that. And I think after that, you see a shift from ball joints to universals. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I would like to point towards 2009 and 2010 as being a pinnacle of quality. Because at that time, you had Revenge of the Fallen running, which is probably the best movie line. A lot of those molds were really great. They were well painted. Some of the features had to get cut. Like um, Sideways' Saw thing got cut, and there was something that got cut out of Prime based on the oil crisis that happened in 2008, the housing crisis that happened in 2008, everything happened in 2008, but Revenge of the Fallen's still a great line. You had animated still running with great toys that looked like the characters, great paint, great construction, and then you had Universe running, which is probably the the least of the three. But even then you have cool characters like, you know, the Sunstreaker and Sideswipe mold coming out. Excellent. Galvatron mold. Very bad. So like you have, you have stinkers anywhere you go, but I I think 2009 is another peak for me.
1: Yeah. I do always think it's funny when people would like point to say, Oh, the, you know, the classics or this line was great and that line. Right. But like, I feel like when a lot of times, when you go look back at some of those older lines you want to gravitate to the handful of figures that were really great. Like you're yeah. going to like pick out the top ones. Right. And then when you compare it to the newer ones, like you'll point out the worst ones in the new line. And uh, so, so yeah, but I, I was going to say, uh, I feel like my pick cause animated was started in 2007, 2008. Okay. But I feel like right around that first movie, um, you know, it was really great. Cause you had the animated toys were all fantastic. You had your movie toys that were really good too. The alternators was pretty much sunsetting at that point. I guess on it was on like, its way out. It yeah. was, was kind of on its way out, but I'm, I'm, this way I can just put it in there together with a Christian. So I feel like it can You had two
3: more way. figures that came out in 08. No You're fine. And then, but but uh, it was also a time where you could find alternators for cheap. True.
1: Um. But then, and then you also had, I think, was Cybertron was still at that time, right?
0: Not really. Cybertron oh. gave way to classics briefly, and then movie. I swear,
1: Cybertron like was like, still Phil at said, same time as like Phil said, like
0: Phil said, there weren't concurrent lines up until the movie, and even really classics ended, but had like two right. or three more exclusives come out at the same time. So really, it's movie and animated are the first ones. And then universe comes back in.
1: Yeah. yeah beginning I in 2009. Cause like, cause, but I mean, I, I, I guess I just really remember it. Cause like I got a bunch it's of classics bad. figures or, you know, I got all the classics figures at the time. And then I was like, Oh, what else can I buy? And they had cyberverse uh, or whatever. Was it cyberverse? What's the, um, I'm trying to remember the line. Sorry. The Unicron trilogy was the last one. Cyber Cybertron, Cybertron, was that about the same time? I I know they were on the shelves at least.
0: Yeah, Cybertron was two thousand five to two thousand six. Classics was two thousand six.
1: Right, 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 right. So, but anyway, so, you yeah, had so, tail
0: end stuff in you know on shelves at the same time that movie was coming out. Right. So they were they were crossing over. but They weren't like running at the same time.
1: Right, but I mean. There, there was a hell of a lot of Transformers on the shelves in 2007, though.
0: Until Christmas in 2007, when anything Transformers was just gone. Old Cybertron stock? Out of there. Movie stuff? Good luck.
1: Although, I do remember... When did the uh, 20th anniversary, like, MP1 come out?
3: 2004. or 2004, I'm sorry, yeah.
1: I swear I remember around that time in 2006 that Walmart had like an entire aisle of them on clearance for like 30 bucks. That it, it
0: came out again in 2006 for the 20th anniversary of Transformers. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's what I was Mm-mm. thinking. I just, I remember that. Cause like I picked one up and I was like, Oh, this is fantastic for like whatever price I paid for it. It was not
4: very much.
0: That was Fun one fact, that had the talking year.
4: stand, right?
0: Yeah. Yes. The talking stand with the, the, the six version. Fun fact. This is the twentieth anniversary of twentieth anniversary Optimus Prime.
4: Oh no! It's true, though. It's true.
0: Check out Aaron Archer's show on that. He, he did one at the end of last year. is really enlightening on how how that
3: came together. That particular figure. I need to go and watch that because that that toy it, it doesn't sit on a shelf for me anymore. Partially because I'm so like heavy that I like, worry it's going to topple over and kill something. Um, but, but that was like fairly early on in my wife and I's relationship of dating. And she got me that for our first Valentine's day. I was like, holy crap, this is a, this is an awesome toy. And like back then, like what it originally cost, you know, she was still in college and to, to get something that nice and, um, you know, not only something like that nice and that, that fancy, but something that was like, yeah, this is, this is not a gift that she's getting like for me but also kind of for her like no this is this is purely for this nerd dude that she's dating now that that you know she uh she likes and so yeah she she i, I, I was i was already very smitten with her by that point but that really really, really solidified
2: you
0: made the right decision
4: yeah
3: <laughs> yeah so
0: I mean, I would even say that that was a, a level of great quality, just different objectives, like Lucas mentioned. I mean, you had that, you had alternators, you had the tail end of in Armada and the beginnings of Energon. None of those figures were crappy figures. Like, Phil, you said that some of them were hampered by gimmicks and didn't look very good, but they weren't, like, constructed poorly. Like, you can't <sighs> just. And then de- they're destroyed. They are. I mean tough toys
3: they they are and, and again to Anna's point earlier they were they were made for more kid focus at that point in time i mean they were they're nigh indestructible I'll, I'll definitely say that but they just they left me so wanting i mean the 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 um energon line is my favorite of the Unicron trilogy and i felt that line we we got a lot of toys that were a good mixture of looking good as robots, looking good as a vehicle, and incorporated a play feature. Um, not to say that you didn't have that with some Armada toys, but to me, that's you know the, the Unicrons and the Tidal Waves and the Wheel Jacks of Armada. Those are the exceptions versus your your Scavengers and your Overloads and even your Optimus Prime and Megatrons. I thought were Lame Toys. Oh, this is still God. one of my favorite figures. Yeah, that is. That thing is amazing. I've got the original version of the landmine, and it's just, it's such a great design. It's such a cool way that, that yeah. But like, what would you do to improve it?
0: What would you do to make this come out now and be better? You'd huh. add articulation, and I think it's got plenty of paint. Yeah, you don't need to whole add... whole
3: thing is painted. Well, it's got I the mean, play feature you, combining. Now hold on a second. I'm not as 100 percent familiar, but that's is that a, a Transformers Collectors Club exclusive version you are holding there?
0: No, this came out at retail. You could just buy this on shelf.
3: Okay, okay, okay. I knew, I knew he had. You know, obviously, Landmine was the orange one, was the first one,
2: and then I land knew Quirk he had a repaint. The white
3: one. What's that? Land Landquake. Landquake. okay. One. So that's Landquake. And then I knew he was used in in Transformers Club, Collectors Club. That's Land um, Shark. So he
0: was a BotCon 09 exclusive,
3: yeah. So, so that being said, I, I think that toy is just darn near perfect. Um, that was that was a big, hefty purchase for me. I remember when I made when I bought bought that toy, that was that was a hard purchase for me to make. Uh, you know, I, I think I bought it after like going to a job fair that I just struck out at consistently. So, I was like, hey, I didn't get a job, let me go spend money. That that makes sense. Um, you know but it was a uh, yeah i i don't think i'll ever sell that toy cause it's so flipping amazing could you could you improve it by slimming it down making it not as back heavy you know i think if you took out the the speaker feature in there that mm-hmm. would help it a bit um so there, there's a few things I, I i think spending time on that you could do to improve it but there are there are definitely toys in almost every line that are like High points, and again, we're getting a reissue, not a reissue, a new tidal wave. And how different is the Titan tidal wave from the original one aside from size? Very oh, Barry.
0: articulation.
4: Barry is, yeah, its legs, man. No, I mean, not even.
0: I mean,
3: it, yeah, the original title was pretty
4: well articulated. Eh, his legs are not yeah. very good at doing much.
3: Yeah, but
4: that's, his that's, arms are decent. But anyway, yeah.
0: My point is that. You know, these, these characters, these figures from back then were not crappy. I think they were limited by objectives, and they were limited by technology. But you can see in stuff like Tidal Wave and Ar- Ar- Armada Optimus Prime, even Starscream, like you mentioned, Anna, that they look the same. You think that Starscream is lacking soul, and I think that's a, that's a facial face thing, a sculpt thing. But I like mean- they're bringing those same designs forward and enhancing them with modern technology. And they're still good. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call either one of them crappy. I say they were both quality.
4: Oh, they're definitely not crappy. They're just like they just don't have that level of experience in the same ways. You know. Sure. I think more so than thinking the new figures are bad, it just reminded me that the old figures had value, and that value. That I can enjoy as much nowadays because most of what my collection does is sit on shelves and look pretty. And those aren't going to look as pretty as the new ones. They're going to be okay. at their best when you take them down and play with the mini con play features, which I would do, but not that often. So I will get more value out of the new ones.
0: So, this is that actually really brought something home for me because what does my collection do? It's the same as yours. But I feel like there's still value in displaying this in situ with other Inner John figures. Whereas, you know, the Titans Return, Power of the Primes, Universe 2 stuff, where we've gotten better versions of, sorry, I guess, in my opinion, better versions of the same characters, those are the ones that I want to sell. I mean, I brought my Titans bin home from storage last weekend so that I could go through it and see if I can get rid of anybody because everyone's been done better like i don't have very many universe right. 2 toys anymore because the the uh combiner wars era did better and now the war for cybertron and forward era is doing better so i guess what i'm trying to say is when they do the same characters over and over again i'm willing to get rid of older versions but when it comes to you know armada energy cybertron the original versions they're not doing these better. Or if they are, they're doing them with different objectives.
2: Mm-hmm. There's I nothing quite
3: like this.
2: Even and if I they think, really do it.
3: I think too, you know, if we look at Armada, um you know, so, so Starscream was a great figure- character to look at through the Unicron trilogy. I think all three of his Unicron trilogy toys are, are pretty darn fun. Armada, in my opinion, is the weakest, Um, but, but, uh, you know, but Cybertron. Partly a playset, yeah, it really is. Yes. What it's doing—that's that, yeah. its goal. But Cybertron, Starscream, and Energon Starscream are freaking fantastic toys, and and could you update those? Uh, you know, you, you can again, but but I think you know those are toys that are different takes of a character mm-hmm. that still look good on a shelf. Christian, <laughs> to your point is once we start getting into the Combiner Wars trilogy and, and past that. Is that we weren't just getting we weren't getting new takes of a character. We were getting something that was supposed to really homage, if not be exactly G1. Yes. And and now we're getting newer, better versions. So Titans Return Scourge, that's a great toy. That was a great scourge when that came out. Then we got Studio Series Scourge, and it's like, all right, bye-bye. Bu- 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 Titans Return Scourge, I don't I don't need you anymore. Yep. Even well, the Takara one with the better paints, it's still not as good as Studio Series.
1: I, I would argue that, um, you know, like, as far as the collector line goes, like, if you're just looking at that, I would actually say that that uh, Combiner Wars trilogy, like, between Power of the Primes and Ten Returns and all that Combiner Wars, like, I, I would say that's probably the low point for quality, to be honest. Um, I think that I had to spend a significant amount on upgrades. Mm-hmm. I had to put, spend a significant amount on stickers. Like I never bought like that was really the only era that I actually bought a ton of toy hacks uh, stickers um, because like it like I had to no paint like there was no paint on them and no deco. And then they like tried to rectify that by giving us like just garb absolute garbage stickers. Um,
0: That was Titans,
1: Yeah. Yeah. With Titans or whatever. Those were absolutely horrible. So I, I feel like that all of those figures that if they release something new, it's like, they're all going to get replaced. And I think the other thing too is, is like also with those lines, if you stuck to the ones that they were specifically doing the gimmick. So it's like, if you actually wanted to buy the headmasters in, in uh, Titans return, then I think it actually, you know, worked out. Okay. But any of the other ones that they did repaints, remolds of, the same thing with Combiner Wars. Like if you actually did the Combiners, like you know, obviously the uh, you know Minisaur was was not good, and they replaced that. But the other ones, like they're okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, like if you got all the repaints with Optimus, and you know, it's like like is there anyone in the world that is using um, <clears throat> that Optimus Prime, the Combiner Wars Optimus Prime, and some of those other ones is like their main version of that character?
3: Or, or power of the prime star screen <laughs>
2: oh,
1: oh.
3: yeah
1: God that thing is such a I hated that so much. like that is probably one of my least favorite figures.
4: Yeah. but I think this conversations really underlined something that I think's really really kind of a privilege we have these days is we get to be this picky about figures. Oh. And just, like, pick out those ones that we don't think are as high quality as others. This was the
0: line once. This was it. Yeah, right. Like this Phil was said, it. It, was just the, it was just Transformers up until 2007. Like, like you want a Transformer? Um, this is all there is. Boom. Transformers.
4: Imagine that if these were all there was, right? I think we would all end up enjoying them. Even though they're not as good as the other toys we have, I I really think they're okay. Like they're they're decent enough transformers. The plastic is worse than mainline, but it's actually not bad plastic. Might have never broken. They don't have problems. They're okay. Yes, there are blatant things about them that can kind of piss you off like why is this in no way transforming why does he just have a chunk hanging off his arm at this level of toy why wasn't he as well painted you know what I did though I added a little paint to him and he looks a lot better so it's great I found a way to enjoy it I do think if this was the only thing coming out most of us would still buy it because it would be fine even though it's kind of the low point of recent toys
1: I mean, I, I will say that, that, like, you know, once you have five different hot rods to compare, you know, you're, right. you're, you're going to sit there and nitpick it or whatever. Whereas if you only had one, it's like, well, that's that's what we got. So. So, Anna, I know, like, you know, earlier you kind of mentioned where you've really gravitated the third party as well. Right. And, you know, why have you decided to kind of try to do that comparative to just collecting Hasbro mainline? Like, do you feel like third party is a significant step up in in quality that you're willing to pay for?
4: I think so in some ways. I think a lot of it is just that by collecting the Hasbro stuff, I've been getting too much stuff and some of the magic of them has kind of faded away and I think that's kind of like it's, it's a point where Christian and I almost like metaphorically butt heads because Christian has said things like if the design team and the series starts over at this point I don't know if I really want to keep collecting because I don't want to start over right because you like the fact that it's been the same design philosophy that it all goes together for years now and that's been really nice I think I'm kind of bored of buying toys from the same set of designers. I think by reintegrating more third party, picking up more of the like legends brands and designers that I've never held a toy from before, or I haven't in a few years, I'm having more fun now because I'm seeing more different design philosophies. I think that's how I have to collect. Like, I think I have to have some Hasbro stuff and then some third party and try different third party figures you know, I got, I, I guess I have a couple, I have owned a couple X-Transbots toys, and I currently have one, I believe. But, you know, I got the x Transpots mini Streetwise figure, right? And this is just a different way of making a Legends figure that I had never messed with before. They made the plastic more pliable. You have to Buy it a little bit to transform it. Much like bigger X-Transbots figures. But it works because the plastic has a little bit of bend to it. It's in the design. And it's fine. I don't like it as much as a lot of other Legends toys. But um, yeah, the variety is actually entertaining me more. But I think it's interesting though. Because I think a lot of people will have been excited about this Legends skill defensor that's coming out, I think a lot of people are gonna handle this plastic and not like it. Cause the plastic is the, a little bit more of that thinner, more pliable plastic. Kinda similar to early Magic Square stuff, but a little thinner and more pliable. And I think people are gonna feel like that's low quality. I don't think it's low quality. I think it's by I think it's by design so that you can move the parts a little more.
1: I, mean, I think <laughs> it's interesting like how far third party has come Oh, yeah, when absolutely. When you look at the original, like, some of the third party that was coming out years and years ago, um, you know, compared to what you get now. And so, like, that's the thing I feel, you know, it's it's, it's funny, like, all this fans project stuff that came out, you know, uh, years and years ago, right? And, um, like, we were paying, uh, or, like, TFC stuff. And, it, you know, we were paying $100 a figure for those figures. And I would honestly argue that the newer Hasbro versions of those at, you know, whatever, 20 to $50 a pop or whatever, are higher quality than those ones. But, of course, those also came out, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, so it, it, was, it was different. Um, but that's one thing I've actually enjoyed about the new design team at Hasbro because I kind of feel like they've taken a lot of those older third-party and masterpiece designs and try to boil them down a little bit and like make them for a mainstream audience at a certain price point and so you can see elements of the older masterpiece figures that came out in the newer Transformers like they use some of the same tricks and such, mm-hmm. and they may simplify it a little bit or whatever. So, like, I think that's actually kind of neat that uh, that they do that and kind of see, like, some of the tricks that, that they use uh, on a yeah. 20, $25 deluxe or whatever and, instead of, uh, you know, paying $100 for a figure.
4: I think one I, big risk you run collecting third-party is I don't think third-party ages as well right? Like you can hold up those old animated figures and be like, okay, so they're missing certain types of articulation or maybe they relied too much on ball joints or whatever but they still aged well, right? Like they were good at the time the QC was good. They were made to be good figures. But then you pick up your old eye gear figures, right? If anybody has any eye gear stuff laying around, ooh, that stuff has not aged well, right? Lots of pushing plastic against each other. Lots of things that don't transform very smoothly, nicely, well, and that's a bummer. That's like kind of a the thing with um, third party because they're always pushing the envelope in uncomfortable ways instead of pushing it in comfortable ways, which you get from a really experienced toy company.
3: See, I would, I would give third party a little more slack than that because when third party first started, they were add-on kits and then they started doing like, uh, if you squint, it looks like Springer kind of thing. Um, it wasn't until relatively recently that they were just like, all right, Screw it, we're going straight for like a G one G1-esque kind of toy, but masterpiece scale. Like I've got a whole slew of third party Decepticon combiners and in you unique toys Orton. like that still is a good toy. Like is the plastic quality that great? No, but I think the design to me holds up really nicely. And and I there's been newer abominuses that have come out. Um, granted, not a lot, but they just don't look as good. Same with you know, Poseidon. I Think Poseidon is a fantastic third party, uh, you know, set of six, you know, C-cons There, yeah, I didn't say sea C- uh, cons Christians, I said seacons. So, Thank you. you know, you know, um,
0: that's the proper name for them. So, good,
3: good job, right? Right, but it's, it's again, like, I think, I think third party got to a level where it was not plateauing per se, but the. The advancements were, were slightly more minuscule, the brain leaps and bounds like it was at the start of third party. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Got I think your point around the design aspect of it, though, and looking at new designers. To me, that is a little bit more of, of like, how many times can you make a car go into a humanoid form? You know, when it still feels original, like now I just got the the new animated legacy Bumblebee the other day and this felt really fun and really different to change to. Now, yeah, it's a humanoid that turns into a car, but it's, it's a squatter car. It's a different shaped car. So you have a very, I think, unique transforming pattern with him than what I've seen in Transformers for quite a bit. I think it borrows a little bit from um uh, actually Titans Return Bumblebee a bit, but but just just a smidge.
4: That's why I picked Shadow Striker as my favorite woman figure from Hasbro for last year, because she transformed different, right? She's different. And that just like, I had so much more fun playing with that than I had playing with similar transformations over and over and over. I was like, oh, this is weird. Okay, this is cool. Yeah, her shoulders are too far back, and that does bug me a little bit. But the fact she was different and fun to play with made up for it enough that I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, I'm like, so, sorry, Phil, I cut you off.
1: I, uh, well, I was just going to mention, Phil, you've been frozen for like the last 15 minutes. so just. Wow. You're minute. in a
4: good pose, though, Phil. You're, yeah, in, a, you are, you're yeah. in a very but commanding. I'm like, holding up
3: animated bumblebee, and it's like no one can see that I'm holding up animated bumblebee. No.
4: Right. but you're in a commanding pose.
3: Yeah, right. Like you look like our leader. <laughs> yeah. Um, well...
1: Um, yeah. One thing I was also going to mention, too, about uh, third party is I actually I, I feel like some of those older third party figures that the plastic has gotten a little more brittle. And I felt like even that way with like some of the mastermind creations figures um, that uh, the, uh, the reformatted ones like I just. I don't know. They kind of scared me a little bit more and I've never really felt that way about a lot of the Hasbro ones with the exception of like the gold plastic ones, of course, and clear ones. I know that we kind of worry about some of that too, but like, I I don't know. I feel like I have a fair amount of older, um, you know, like at least classics era ones that, uh, that haven't been bad. Like I, you know, there's been a couple G1 ones where, I feel like the plastic's gotten brittle, but of course those are like, you know, getting getting on close to 40 years now, but um, yeah. I don't know, have, have, has that happened to you with some of your older third-party figures too? Like the ones that are just like, you know, again, like eight years old or six years old or whatever kind of thing.
3: Lucas, can I just ask a clarifying question? Are you saying that you didn't think the plastic was that brittle when you originally got it? And Correct. now that you're playing with it, you feel it's become more brittle? Correct. Okay. Okay.
4: So I'd say... Because the plastic has
0: changed, not your perception of the plastic has changed.
4: I have some older stuff. Um, I would say that the eye gear stuff feels exactly like it did the first time I handled it. Like, I don't really feel like that's aging. I would say I do kind of notice it a bit with some of the older MMC stuff. Like, it doesn't feel as good as it did. Or, like, when I buy a new MMC toy, it feels better than some of my older stuff on the shelves. One I bought is... um, I was trying to get, you know, all the different RCs at one point years ago, and this made me give up because I got a copy of Delicate Warrior, right? One of the first third-party RCs. And, like, that thing just felt like it was going to crumble out of the box. I felt like I was dealing with a gold plastic G1 figure. You know, like, I realized that it was not in as good of shape as it was when it first came out. And it probably wasn't the previous owner. It was probably just the fact it wasn't aging well. So I think some of it doesn't age well in a literal sense that it's not going to last as long, but I think a lot of it does, you know, I think a lot of the plastic is so similar to what Hasbro uses. A lot of the techniques are so similar to what they use that I think it'll be just fine. I think that I gear stuff is going to be just fine. I think the legend stuff, all of that seems fine. I have some old iron factory stuff from the very beginning and it's fine. I have the first magic square and first um, new age figures. Those are still fine. I think a lot of it it is going to age just fine.
1: Like some of those ones, because it's the more pliable plastic. I I feel like usually Mm -hmm. holds up a little bit better or I don't know, for whatever reason, I just feel like whatever plastic uh, mix that mastermind creations uses, like I've kind of noticed it. Cause I noticed that too with um, what was the original line that they did? Um, What's that? Um, The original line that they did the hearts of steel. Mm. like i feel like yeah like i because i i got several of those figures when i think like bbts had them on like clearance like and this is again years ago but i feel like when i first got them in i'm like man this feels kind of brittle and then but then i just noticed that with the reformatted like the longer that i had them um and again maybe it's just me and it wasn't something where it's like oh man this is a huge problem like I just noticed that it seemed like that there was it was a little bit different, but I again I haven't noticed that really like in any of the other ones that that I had like from you know fans toys and you know whoever yada yada like all those other third party makers.
4: I just I remember
3: paranoid of handling any of my older third party figures.
4: That's right. I just remember when Magic Square first got started. Right, this was one of their very early figures. Mm-hmm. Was their Grapple and Inferno mold. And um, I remember people just complaining about this plastic so much. You know, the plastic looked a little different, felt a little different. And I really think that's like a a level of being spoiled because this is pretty good plastic. Like, this is good, strong, good toy plastic. It makes a slightly different look that I think is a little more faded and more like the G1 animation. So I actually prefer it. But then... Like, the, the early Magic Square figures all got knocked off by MFT, right? And they made it a more generic, just the more generic level of plastic, right? This is, like, more like what all your Hasbro toys are made from, more of the shiny orange. Um, they fixed the head sculpt. That's the one thing they did well. But, honestly, I think this is less cool looking. This one looks nicer just because I, I like the way the plastic looked. And it's just mm-hmm. interesting to see, like... This plastic, to me, makes it look better, but to other people, makes it look like junk. I, that just amuses me to no end that, like, we have such different determinants of quality such that yeah. I would actually think it makes it look better. <laughs> Their old face sculpts were legitimately bad, though. I can't deny that one. As much as I love Magic yeah. Square, they were not doing good on faces for a long time. They do fine now. They do great. Back then, not so much
1: well and i know just circling back to about the diecast um you know like you said like i know takara like w- uses diecast very sparingly um but then like a lot of other third party makers uh use a ton of it you know fan toys is one of the ones that did and i mean to be honest like i think it makes the figure look a lot better uh, in some of the cases like if they put a really good paint job on it i think it can make it look really good To no no
0: I don't think a die-cast, any piece of die-cast should ever touch a modern toy.
4: I should agree. You remember Ace Toy's tumbler, Lucas, oh, the, God, the cliff boy. jumper?
2: Ha! Yes.
4: That vein was all, the whole car oh, frame die cast. is die-cast. The joints in his arms and legs last for about two seconds before they start wearing out oh, out, no. out of the package. You open a new one and he's just like, oh yeah, he looks okay. And
0: then, <laughs> That's How what your diecast does knows. to you. Your beloved diecast, yeah. Lucas.
4: Weighs you down. That, that... much diecast just killed them. Oh, <laughs> man. That, that toy. Gosh. Because, like,
1: again, like, on the face of it, you're like, all right, like, you know, they're doing a premium third party masterpiece cliff jumper. And then you, like, get it all diecast and you get it. And, yeah. Like,
4: it, uh,. You know, it, it was it was fine. You know. The intention was, was good. I'm sure many, many people ask for literally that. I'm sure there were many people saying, like, I want a I want a toy where the whole car body is die cast and Ace Toys was like, We can do that, let's do it, and then it was terrible. It was an awful idea. Because well, people don't always understand what they're asking for. They, no, like, they don't they're,
3: they're
0: wrong. People are yeah. wrong.
4: People are often wrong, yes. Yeah. It always makes no, you laugh. But I don't know, like, Like, I do think
1: that with a good paint job, Christian, I'm sorry, like, it still looks cool. Like, it might not hold up well, but it looked, like, out of the box or whatever, you take it out. Like, the fan toys uh, Galvatron, like, when it it first came out, it's like, that looked really impressive out of the box.
4: Still does. I used to say... One of the things I used to say that I wanted in toys, and I really thought I wanted, was toys that were covered head to toe in paint. I thought I really mm. wanted that back in the day. You know, it was like if everything was painted, it would just look so much better. Like when you take a model kit and you just paint it up real nice before you display it, mm. it's going to be like that. And I found out that with Transformers, that's the wrong thing to want. Because once you get too much paint, you can't transform it without scraping anymore. And then you just start killing your own toy by scraping it. That sucks.
0: I own the transformer that has the most paint, I believe. And that was um, OTFCC Sentinel Maximus. But it can have that much paint because it's a brick. (laughs) It doesn't scrape together. I mean, that thing is slathered in paint. I don't know if you've ever had a chance to see one in person, Anna. But like that is what you asked for. And it only pulls it off because it barely moves.
4: I just remember, or not remember, I actually have finally made the decision to sell my MP36 because I have been afraid to transform him from day one just Thank because he has... Oh, Megatron. Thank you. Just because he has so much paint on him. And I, I am just afraid afraid that i'm going to you know i've had him for i've had him since he was released no damage on him he looks great he's always looked great he's a great toy but i've never been able to transform him because i just i'm really scared i'm going to scratch that paint when i got my mp ratchet years ago i i got it at a convention i played with it in the hotel room and i was just being kind of relaxed with it and i scraped the hell out of the paints on the top of the van right and like now anytime he's in van mode he's gonna have that big of paint and like it doesn't bother me that much but his resale value went from you know okay fine to so i just finally decided to let that megatron go
1: i will say that that megatron specifically like i don't think the paint scrapes that bad on it like i feel like it was worse on um again like you like you said like ratchet or um mm-hmm. inferno i think was like another one where just mm-hmm. because it was like so um, uh, you know like all the flat lines and everything uh with it that um you know anytime you scraped any of the paint like you could really just tell um but uh but yeah i don't know i mean it makes them it makes them look pretty but yeah like he it is right like because you just have that like ocd and i feel like no matter what like i even um you know, this happened to me with the Ultra Magnus, the, the new one, you know, like there's like a paint blemish, um, on his shoulder and, and like, I'm sure that probably most people couldn't tell, but it like, it, it bugs me. Cause it like, somehow my eyes go straight to it every time mm-hmm. I look it up, like it's, and it's frustrating. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the paint thing is very amusing. Because I just I really thought that covered in paint was the best thing, but I think actually using good plastic that looks good on painted is actually the better choice. More mm-hmm. colors of plastic on the original molding is actually better. Yeah. Um, I I actually pretty much like tampos too. Those those tend to be pretty good. And if you ever end up in the in the place where you put on water slide decals, those are great too once they're on, but they're torture to put on.
0: I've tried several times. I, I can't ever make it work. Yeah, they make no, such
4: like... a quality look, though. They're, they're pretty I, much they campos when you get them on. They're so good-looking. I
2: can't
4: do it. I've got to That's do it awesome. again. I bought my yeah. first Beast Drive figure. And Beast Drive figures... I, I love this thing. This rabbit that turns into a spaceship is so cute, so fun. But he comes with water slide decals. So I'm going to have to... Take my Saturday to sit down and do water slide decals all day to get them on him, and they will look good. I am that obsessive that they will, but they're going to be hard to do. Be careful what you wish for, because he's going to look good, <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of work.
2: I, I
3: like to kind of bring things to a little bit of a close here. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with where we're at right now. Oh, me too. Me too. Um you know, I, I'm not saying this is a like, you know, golden age, but I mean between what we get in Masterpiece, what we're getting from, you know, the regular mainline, um, definitely what we're getting from third party, there's a lot of variety out there. Um, not all of it's great. I, I've talked about today some of the ones that I thought were were trash, uh, from modern toys that are coming out, but I think we're getting more good quality toys that we'll look back on five or ten years and think of very highly than than not. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm happy with where we're on. I, I, I do also want to say, like, I think the Netflix era of of toys, the War for Cybertron, like that was a, another kind of both step forward and step back. I mean, Anna, to your point about like getting tired of the same designs, like the fact that you had basically remold of, of toys from one wave to another was for so many figures that, that just hurt. And you had so many repaints and I get it. You're doing seekers. I get it. You're doing, uh, you know, side swipe and all his repaints. But it just, it just hurt that line. I think significantly from, is this a toy that'll be replaced five years from now? Yeah, probably.
4: Again, in a vacuum, If, like, you know, Christian and I have talked about how many Siege figures we've had to replace, right? Or or not even had to, it just naturally happened. It was like, you know, oh, I have this Siege Starscream, but Earthrise Starscream looks so much better, so I should have that. Or maybe Chair Starscream, whatever. But I think in a vacuum, if we didn't get the new toys afterwards, those were good toys by themselves. They were well-made. They were fun Transformers. They were good toys, it's just they literally got replaced by their own successors a couple of years later.
1: Well, I think those ones to me just weren't different enough, and they came out like too soon. The next
0: year, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that it came out the next year, I think that like I think if the Cybertron ones were more Cybertronian or more alien looking, like I think sure. I would have liked it more. And than
0: that's happening now in the Origins line. It's one figure a year, yeah, but like that's exactly. what Siege should have been
1: right right yeah no like that's super cool like you know you love getting jazz and wheeljack and bumblebee or whatever like that's what yeah yeah i agree
0: but you can't throw those origins dudes with your siege dudes because that's a different Cybertronian design so like there it doesn't even start. work that way right yeah
1: but earthrise
0: yeah, no. and kingdom made siege a slap in the face and irrelevant
4: I'm mixing uh, my Origins guys, my Siege guys, and my Bumblebee movie guys together. Oh, and they're going to make yeah. a good Cybertronian variety show. You disgust me. I try. I try.
3: Please. Please. No, I'm kidding.
4: <laughs> nope. I'm well, so coming we, to your house right now. I can't
1: tell because the expression on your face has exactly been the same uh. the whole time. You look
4: very it's actually of, not frozen right
3: kind of now. Grumpy. Just grumpy old man, Phil. Yeah. Actually, I, I on the agree. feed
4: right now, you're not frozen. Ironically, you uh, were. He, he froze up for a minute.
3: Okay. I'm That right
0: now is a, a really fantastic mm-hmm. level of quality. Right. It really is. We've got we've got a lot of paint. We've got a lot of articulation. We've got a lot of this looks like it was in the show stuff going on. And that's what I value. And I think that was Lucas's very original point when he and I talked about this yesterday, the other day. But quality really can depend, at least the subjective level of it. No, sorry, the objective level of it. No. Subjective. Excuse me. I'm I'm tired. It can depend on what you value. Like, if you value Diecast and a bunch of paint. This is not quality to you. You want to go back to '84. If you value articulation and likeness, then welcome to now.
4: This is pretty good,
0: yeah. If you value playsets and you know kid features, go back to Armada. That's great quality for you.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, Ryan brings up. He he says he doesn't think that any of the Hasbro figures have a proper. F- uh, paint finish and you know I I do agree like I mean there is minimal paint on a lot of them like they essentially put paint to get the deco right uh to make them you know accurate but it's not necessarily that there's like a ton of paint however there's an official like mdlx line from three zero that is freaking fantastic like and those are original designs That are, you know, Cybertronian G1, I guess, would you call it or whatever? Like, so it's like, if that's what you really want, like, like you got it. Like, that's the thing that's cool about the era now is, is that, you know, it's like, if you want masterpiece figures, like, you know, you can collect that. If you want third party stuff, like you can collect it. Like there's just so much, so many options that people have, um, that we never had before. Um, and, and yeah, like I, I do agree too that I think that Hasbro in, in my opinion for the mainline is like kind of hitting that, um, the price point and level of quality of like what I prefer, you know? And so that's, that's the thing is, is that, um, yeah, like it could be, you know, they, they can make hundred dollar figures or $80 figures or whatever. And, and it would be um, higher quality than what they are. Um, but then they could also, you know, again, like some of the cheaper things you can see in the main kids line where it's like, well, I don't really want that. Um, you know, I got a couple of those, um, cyberverse deluxe figures that you're showing off. And I was like, you know what? This is not for me. Um, so, but, uh, oh yeah. And then Ron brings up about Takara. Uh, that they're bringing out a lot of premium finished figures too, like that's fantastic. Like I love that Takara is now doing that again because, like you know, back in the day, like a lot of times you would be getting the Takara f- figure over the Hasbro figure just because you knew it was is
4: going to be a better deco, um, and and they're doing that again. I think it just the, the kind of bummer about that though. Is that the first couple premium finished figures we got were those Siege figures. And they actually didn't really look better. They were like more space mudded than the originals we got. So I think that almost made us expect, okay, you know, they're going to do a couple of these. They're not going to be great. And then the Beast Wars stuff started coming out and it was just the LG figures all over again. It was just like Mm -hmm. here they took already good figures and then added paint to make them from a like, static shelf appearance, not articulation, not transformation level, but a static shelf appearance almost look as good as the MP Beast Wars figures, right? Like They just painted the crap out of those things. And it was kind of a bummer because it, it blindsided us because you know, here we had all the Beast Wars figures from Kingdom. It was like, oh no, these look so much better.
0: We're halfway through those sets now, or at least I am. I've got four sets and they're all magnificent. They look so good. Well, the three sets have open. I have not opened Tigatron and Black
4: Blackarachnia yet. But they are here. The is a big deal because yeah. he no longer looks like weird, smoke-stained Tigatron.
0: I'm very excited about that. I will get to him soon. I've been focused on other things the past couple weeks.
2: It was
4: it a... Was, uh...
3: One of our a friend of the show who was not happy with that uh, premium finish Black arachnea's legs and wanted the one from the uh, Buzzworthy Bumblebee that that I, I uh, had a spare that I shipped down to him that you were mentioned in his, uh, his address label, Christian. Oh, right. Yes.
0: i got to figure out what to do with that because I did swap legs between the Kingdom and the Buzzworthy one. So I've got to figure out what to do as I replace Kingdom with premium finish.
3: I, I think there was someone it in our chat that called her uh, Peg Bundy uh Black Arachne, and that was that was brilliant.
4: Yeah, because of the the print.
3: Yeah, the leopard on print. her
4: clothes. Yeah, it's so funny. I love it. Yeah. It's perfect. That's it's who really... she is for me forever. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I guess uh, you know, I think we've done a decent job of you know, covering the topic here. So uh
4: um, ninety minutes. That's like our goal. So it's perfect. There there, there, there
1: you go. So um Mr. appreciate Andy. you guys joining me tonight. Um thanks to everyone in the chat who uh participated. Uh don't forget to join us for Book Club uh Sunday night at eight thirty Central, nine thirty Eastern on the TF Talk Discord. Um and uh, apparently you're going over Transformers thirteen and fourteen and then whatever the new IDW, whatever it's called.
4: Yep, and IDW, the new world. So, it's fun. It's a fun thing to read. It Check it out, out if you want to. Do you really think that? Because you gave up I, on... I okay. Yeah. All right, good. Good, good. Maybe we should talk and about that did. as a topic They're soon. Like Sorry, what, what did you say again,
1: Christian? I, I missed that. That IDW3
0: that- is... Probably better than Skybound.
4: Oh no! I think when okay, so so when Skybound gets to six, because I'm pretty sure, because we're switching artists, that they're going to stop. They're going to finish the story. I would like to do a show comparing comic universes and comics again, talking about Skybound and how it lives with the other Transformers series. I'll see you. I think it would be fun. Yeah, two months.
1: Um, is there supposed to be a Haslab? Yes,
4: Lucas. Yes. Oh, sorry. That's what they were talking
0: about on Tuesday at the stream. Oh, yes.
4: Yeah, so okay, you I'm... you picked up so that there we'll, was we'll a stream coming, time. but the stream is about the Haslab. Oh, okay. Yes. The
0: stream okay, is see, about I... the Haslab. Whew.
1: I uh, I
4: didn't realize.
1: I, I don't know. I guess I totally missed that. That it was a Haslab. The st- yeah, the
4: we'll stream has weeks talk about that. The stream advertisement just says Transformers 40th has one logo and below it Haslab. So, 40th anniversary
1: Haslab. All right. So what's your what's your uh, prediction then? I thought we were done,
4: Lucas. Yeah, we're done. We'll <laughs> talk about it Ron, now, actually. Ron threw it out there. We're just we're Fine. just giving the fans. I what think they want. I think it's going to be a giant human sized um, version of Optimus Prime's gun. I think it's going to be his big Ion gun thingy in human size. That's that's what I think it's going to be. That's my prediction. Lucas, it was your idea. you have a prediction?
1: All right, so my prediction is Devastator. Which? Uh, The
4: uh, G1
1: Devastator. All
0: right. Just checking
3: bill uh i'd like to see a new rail racer
4: rail racer woo. Big of one. A... Christian. i don't have one
0: i've seen some rumors flying about and i think they're probably true but if i had my druthers i'd like to see a human scale all spark cube from the 07 movie
3: Don't they have to just like Borg like spaceships you can buy? Do
0: that. they? Probably. If they do, I, w- I will do that. That sounds like a great idea. I-, I really would like to have that. Like truly, yeah. that's a that's a, a a landmark artifact in Transformers history, and I would like to have it boom, here where I can
1: hold
4: it. Yeah. All right. There's your predictions, Lucas. We did it. What were the actual,
1: like, rumors or whatever? Was it Omega Supreme?
0: No, it's not Omega it's Supreme. The last thing they said, it's Omega level, which to me means it's Omega Prime from Robots in Disguise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got
1: it. Fair enough. That's
0: my actual prediction.
1: There we go. All right, cool. They're All not right.
0: making an Omega Supreme again. No. I
1: don't know. All right. They recently Fair last enough. year. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see. You. Sorry, Christian. Like... Should we mention some G.I. Joe to just get you to turn God, it off? God, no. <laughs> all right,
4: all right, bye. Cobra Thanks, cameras, everyone. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye.
3: This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of tftalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you
0: please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at T-F-Y-L-P. Email us at podcast at tfylp.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next
2: time for another
4: TFYLP.